three, two, one. Welcome back to the MBH podcast, episode 12. We finally know which one it is this time, so that's a start. Yep. We are here with our lovely guest, Luca. Um, uh, you know what? I'll let you introduce yourself because I honestly think it's probably go, the best go way on. to do it. Go on now. Perfect. Uh, so, guys, first off, thanks for having me. My name is Luca DeMontis. I am the program director of Canadian Blind Hockey, and I'm also the general manager of the Canadian National Blind Hockey team. Amazing. Wow. Amazing. Yo, yeah. he brought us some shirts. Looking good. Bam, Looking bam. good. Anthony got one, one too, but for you, Oh, too. did I? Okay. Yeah, so he's feeling that really jersey was nice, too, though, so I was like, hey. I, appreciate, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Uh, listen, man, blind hockey, right <laughs> off the bat, yeah. like, blown away. I have no idea. I can't even picture how that goes, how that works. Um, maybe, A, give us a rundown on how this all came to be. Uh, and then we can kind of get deeper into it in terms of like what it entails and stuff like that. For sure, definitely. I uh, hope we got some time here because it's going <laughs> to take a little bit. But I'm going to give you a couple dates, all right? And I'm going to throw out some numbers. I'm going to throw out some stats throughout this. But cool. blind hockey, like it's not new, right? Okay. The sport was first originated in Toronto in 1967. Wow. Okay, so... Wow. That's a long time ago, and right? In, and yeah. in Toronto. And in Toronto of all places, right? Yeah. The team is called the Toronto Ice Owls, and they still exist. They're still one of the teams That's in amazing. the community. It's amazing. But nothing really kind of happened to bring it to the forefront, to where it is now, right? Okay. It was just a team in Toronto that was getting ice from Harold Ballard uh, from the Toronto Maple Leafs, and they would play. Right? Okay. We fast forward, right? My brother was 17 years old, Mark DeMontis. Um, he was playing junior hockey in Toronto. And uh, he was at the family cottage. And I'll be honest, bro, he, he stopped seeing things in front of him. Okay. So he was at the golf course with my dad. And he was noticing that there was maybe troubling to see the flag where to hit the ball. So at first you think, oh, okay, maybe you need glasses. He ended up coming home and doing some tests. And he was actually diagnosed legally blind with something called LHON. So okay. he was 17 years old. You're a Canadian boy. Your dreams to, you know what I mean? play in the NHL. You want to yep. hoist the Stanley Cup, right? Yep. That's yep. your dream as a yep. Canadian boy. In the blink of an eye, that dream got taken away, yeah. right? So what happens next? So I remember like I remember it clear as day, right? He he was going into his grade 12 year. He was a student council president and he was wanting to take his hockey to a next level, right? To the NCAA. So there was scholarship opportunities and so forth, but then he had to remember I can't do this now. Right? Interesting. Yeah. So life changed, right? <clears throat> okay. and it was hard for the family at first to understand how we're going to do this, how we're going to kind of take this back. Yeah. And then I remember my dad brought me and my brother. We were, I was probably 10. My brother was eight years old, so I don't want to date myself here. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> we went to watch our minor hockey team's coaches play against that blind hockey team, the Toronto Ice Owls. So when you're eight and 10, you're running around the rink with your friends. You're not really taking it in, right? Sure, but sure. you remember you did it. Oh, of course. You yeah. remember seeing it. So my dad did some research. My brother found out they're still playing. We kind of asked my brother, maybe you want to get back in the game, start playing hockey, but blind hockey with other individuals that have lost their vision or maybe they were born blind or visually impaired, right? At first he was kind of, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see, right? He ended up uh, becoming a scholarship award winner of the Terry Fox Humanitarian humanitarian award that's a big one right yeah. there wow. 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 so he went to western university Beauty. london Unreal. ontario away from home his first time living away from home and it gets gets harder on him right his family's not there his support group's not there and he realizes 
I'm, I'm really missing hockey now. So we get a call. He's like, I'm going to come home this weekend. I want to go play hockey. So we're like, oh, wow, he's going to get back into it. Yeah. That was it. That right there mm-hmm. was the match that lit that flame. Okay. He got back on the ice. The passion was there. Everything was kind of like relived, right? Yeah. Yeah. He asked one question. Kids who are blind, fully blind, or maybe partially sighted at a young age, who do they get to want to idolize? Yeah. Do these kids get to play this game? And the answer was no. Fair. So in 2008, it was Thanksgiving. He came home. Uh, we were at the dining room table, very similar to this. And he told us, he goes, uh, I'm going to start a charity. I'm going to start an organization that's going to give children and youth who are blind or partially sighted the ability to learn to skate and one day play blind hockey. It's amazing. Because he felt blind hockey should be a sport included in the Paralympics. And, heck, we all do now, right? Yeah. Once we hear about it, once we play it, once we see it. So he really took that step. And it was 2009. We're actually coming up to the anniversary, June 27th, when the organization was then called Courage Canada, right? So I remember that. We, yeah, we'll talk about some marketing later and how yeah. nobody <laughs> knew what Courage Canada yeah. did yeah. or what they were, right? Sure. So we left from Weston Arena in Toronto and rollerbladed 5,000 kilometers to Vancouver, home of the 2010 Winter Holy Olympic shit. and Paralympic Games. Right? Wow, that goes back to the dream that Terry Fox had to go run across Canada, right? Mm, cool. All the work he's done for cancer research. So when my brother was a Terry Fox kind of award winner, that really got to him. He's mm-hmm. like, I, I feel this, right? So we did that um, and it started to raise money, it started to raise awareness, it started to more importantly though guys build a community yeah. huge right huge it's huge so that's 2009 toronto to vancouver come 2011 my brother's like we got to finish canada right so my parents uh italian immigrants you know did a lot for us came here tough life back home to make a better life for their kids right so pier 21 is in halifax very iconic spot for italian immigrants a lot of boats transpend along it right and my brother said we're going to leave from pier 21 we're going to leave from where dad came to canada yeah, right yeah. awesome and we're going to rollerblade to toronto we're going to finish it right so again 2011 boom did that and you know my brother mark was really the driving force in all this but every team's got to have a leader but what makes a team successful is how the leader leads because everyone else is going to want to follow by example, right? Yep. So we created a community and then we start moving fast forward. We start building up this community. And originally there was just an adult team in uh, Vancouver, Toronto, and Montreal. That was it. Okay. Right. But then we started bringing these learn to skate programs for kids that Courage Canada started hosting. Victoria, Vancouver, Toronto, Halifax. We started spreading them out across the country, right? Developing these little communities. From there, before we knew it, guys, we started developing programs in across the country. We've got over 13 programs now. We've got adult teams in Vancouver, Edmonton, Red Deer, Alberta, Calgary, Saskatoon, uh, Toronto, Jeez. Ottawa. I'm assuming you've been, you've, now you've been out to all those places. <clears throat> guys, Canada is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you right yeah. now. And to, like, to have the ability to see this country but also do something I love incredible right so that's just the introduction of it it started to grow and like i mentioned like we we used to be called courage canada nobody knew what it did so in terms of marketing it's probably about five years ago we sat down and was like well this is gonna be pretty easy yeah what are we what do we do and who are we yeah Yeah. we're canadians that are blind and play hockey right so it's like bingo there it is no brainer (laughs) there it is light goes off right um so we've definitely grown from then 
we've got goals, right? And you got to have goals as organizations. Um, our goals are, we feel as being leaders in the community, um, but around the world that we believe blind hockey can and will be included in the Paralympics at one point. Right? Well, you, you, I mean, off mic, we were talking about you were in Finland, yeah. Russia, England, you said. Like, that's unreal. How do you even, how do you, okay, so you know what? May, maybe let's get into the actual sport. Because yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure people are hearing this and kind of saying, okay, how the fuck do you play this sport? Like, yeah, what, go, what, what goes into it? What how goes on to it? Yeah, what's the okay. difference between this and regular hockey? You know, what does that look it's like? A, it's a great question, and we get it all the time, right? Sure. Because you hear blind hockey, and you're like, what, what's going on here? Yeah. Right? But, okay, so all our players, the whole community, is blind or partially sighted. So, therefore, you've got anywhere from 0% vision, which is imagine closing your eyes right now. Yeah. Okay. Right? So that is considered a totally blind individual person that is a B1 in international sports competitions. They're completely blind. But then you go all the way up to legally blind, right? So legally blind is about 10% vision. And that's the hardest thing about blinds, individuals understanding what can they see because no one person sees the exact same thing that another person could see when you have a visual impairment, right? So what we try to do, and it's perfect that this is here, is you have to make adaptations. Right mm-hmm. to make the sport accessible across the field, there's got to be certain adaptations, right? So the biggest one for us is the puck. Yeah, yeah right. Show out to the camera. Show out to the cam. Yeah. So our pucks about three and a half times the size of a traditional hockey puck. Okay. But here comes the beauty of it. Uh, right. The difference maker right there. That's the difference maker right yeah. there. Right. The audible noise allows our players with low vision the ability to track it on the ice That's and crazy. to play the game yeah. that we all love. So, it, uh, in terms of the amount of players, still the same amount of players. Same amount of players. Same rules essentially. Couple different rules we made. Okay. Um, and because again, different vision classifications, different type of visions on the ice, you could get somebody that can go end to end, and yeah. we've got those skilled players that can do that. But it's a team sport, so you want everybody to feel included. So one of the personal cool adaptations we made that I truly love is you you can't really score like an unassisted goal, right? So I'll break it down. Let's say your team is attacking. Once you attack the blue line and everybody is in the offensive zone now, you have to make one complete pass. Cool. When you make that pass, the ref blows what we call a pass whistle. Okay. That whistle now lets... The team know they are able to score, but more importantly, lets the goalie on the defensive team know, hey, some action's about to happen. Yeah, yeah. About to, yeah. And the main reason for that is our goalies are completely blind. Come wow. on. So fully blind. All of like all of them? Is that it's yeah, I'd say at least ninety five percent of them. Wow. Holy shit, man. So that's also what makes the sport so fully inclusive that you got a guy that's a B one, he's fully blind. What other sport would have somebody with that type of vision at, at all? No vision at all. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's wild. Be part of a team. So it makes no sense to have a guy that's fully blind playing center mm-hmm. yeah. when now he's got to take a face off and skate up and down the ice. But when you have him play goalie, he's restricted to his crease. Mm-hmm. Of course. His hearing is a little bit more enlightened, mm-hmm. right? So he could hear the puck better. And another cool adaptation in traditional hockey, the net's four feet height. Yeah. We took the top foot off. It's three feet. Okay. So when the puck's soaring in the air, 
makes very minimal noise. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't really help the goalies. Yeah. Everybody's going top cheddar. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So we try to help them out a little of bit course. because uh, honestly, we, we got a great community, great goalies. So we want to keep them on our of side, course. keep them coming back. Of course. But uh, those are, those are yeah, three so, of the biggest so adaptations. And you guys kind of, you guys kind of came in and like created your own rules. There was no template. That's crazy. Like, yeah, I was just going to say, you guys just made the rules. To yeah, this that's game. wild. That's wild. We made the rules, but with a very important group. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, there's a lot yeah. of stakeholders at yeah. stake. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. everybody has a voice, and it should be heard. Yeah. Right? So we took a lot of opinions from different groups. Um, we've worked with different kind of teams in Canada. We've also worked with USA Blind Hockey to really develop these rules that become the framework that we now show the world. Right, 100%. show these other countries. Like, yeah, I was going to Russia in December. I was in Finland in January. Um, due to COVID, we had to postpone a camp that we were doing in Sweden in April and England coming up, right? So the sport's now kind of catching on, mm -hmm. and it all goes back to the framework that this is the template that we've created, but before that, there was no template. And right? so, wow. and so with, 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 these, uh, with these groups in Finland, Sweden, you know, where all these places in Europe and whatnot, How's that first connection being made? Like, are they reaching out to you and saying, hey, we want to try this out in Finland? Or is that you kind of saying, hey, let's plant this seed as many places as we can? Like, what's the... It's a great question. It's, it's kind of twofold. You, you, you get some that reach out to us, mm -hmm. and there's some where it just feels right. Yeah, yeah. right? Fair. Um, for example, Finland, we go back two years ago to two Finnish blind athletes flew to Vancouver for one of our summer development camps. And wow. fell in love with the sport. Cool. So when we were in Finland, they're part of a blind sports group out there. So all these individuals are athletes in other blind sports and Paralympians, right? So we were there on the ice uh, for, I think it was like three days. And we had 30 individuals and they all played a previous sport. So yeah. they picked up skating quick and Crazy. we're like, all right, let's, let's keep rolling. Like, yeah, let's, yeah, get, yeah. let's get some games going here. Let's yeah. get some scrimmages. And I'll be honest, by the end of the, the camp, we had a scrimmage. It was the first time a blind hockey kind of scrimmage game was played outside of Canada, USA. And wow. it was cool for me to sit back and watch. Yeah, but what's man. cooler is to see the smile on their face. Of course. Like we, sure. we, we all grew up playing sports. Yeah. You know what I mean? We, we remember those trips, the, the weekend getaways with the team, mm -hmm. tournaments and all mm -hmm. that. But for a lot of these individuals, they never had that ability. Yeah. So now that we're able to provide that positive kind of ability to be part of a team, yeah. right? And when you're part of a team, you just learn so many more skills yeah. in life. We, we, we talk about it all the time yeah. on, a, on a, a bunch of our podcasts, how important being in, involved in sports was and being involved in team sports and what that did for us as people. So man, what you do, what you guys are doing is huge. You're giving people all that opportunity, right? That, it's, that t it's that teamwork, right? Like every time someone asks us, oh, you guys miss playing soccer or whatever. I miss being with the team. You miss it though, I can tell. I just miss, I don't miss actually playing so much. It's more yeah. like the team environment, going to training, going to tournaments, yeah. getting yelled at from the coach, getting yelled at from my dad, right? Like losing a game, winning a game. Like those are the things that you remember, right? Not yeah. so much how hard you trained in that one practice, right? So to give that to people that usually don't have that opportunity, that's mm -hmm. like the biggest, like that's what I'm saying is the biggest part. And, and you know what, due to COVID, we had to cancel our Canadian National Blind Hockey Tournament. Yeah. And I know we talked about it, Ernesto and I, and you know what, this is our flagship event. Like yeah. every year, we announced the week of it, like the weekend of it at the previous tournament, right? So okay. from that weekend, everybody pulls out their phone. It's in the calendars. This is something nobody wants to miss, right? Where do you guys host it? Madame Athletic Center okay. in cool. Toronto, cool. right? And uh, 
it's so funny because our first year we had 40 players four teams okay. 10 players a team were like oh man. and what year is this this would have been our eighth Jesus. And last year, we had over 150 players. Unreal. We had oh. five different divisions. We had a children's division, a youth division, a development division, an open division. And we had a select division that featured USA Blind Hockey, Canada East, and Canada West. So the sport's growing. Right? Uh, what, what I like about what you guys are doing is, um, you know, as you said, there was a team before and it was there, but how many people knew about it? So, yeah. I mean, essentially, you know, you guys are bringing something, I want to say, almost revolutionary to the table because although there was a team, like, who even knows it about It wasn't this? done to this scale. You know, so, I, I feel like you, you guys probably just, on top of, you know, what you're doing for the, the members that you already have, I, I would imagine a lot of this is just educating now. Yeah, it's definitely educating. Yeah. And it, it's funny because you can't really kind of knock what previously happened because sure. back then there's like there's nothing yeah, like there no is now, you know what nothing, I mean? Like yeah. like I remember back in 2009 during the campaign, we were like, "All right, we got to get Twitter. Twitter's new. We got to get Twitter, right?" And I think it was like Luca Caputi. I remember shout out him, he, great guy. Um he was like gave us a retweet early on and we started we're like, "Oh, Followers are coming. Yeah. People yeah. are following now, right? Yeah. But back then, like, there was no social media. There's nothing of that, right? So yeah. it was all word of mouth, right? And when the community's so small, there's not as many voices to speak on your behalf. But now as the community's bigger and it's growing, there's more voices. There's more kind of people at the table, right? Of course. Yeah. And in terms of uh, you were saying back then, it was a lot, a lot of word of mouth. Now, how are you guys focusing on getting the word out? What's your main uh, resource in doing that? I like to consider every player in our community one of our greatest ambassadors. Yeah, They all have awesome. a story, mm -hmm. and that story needs to be shared. Yeah. So back to COVID-19, one of the things we came up with also was a video podcast right on our YouTube channel. And what I kind of wanted it to be, along with our executive director, Matt Morrow, was we want these players to tell their story. I don't want to hear me speak. But I want to hear what Jason Yuha from Alberta has to speak or Kelly Serbu from Nova Scotia have to say, right? Because like I said, they all have stories. Yeah. So let their story sell our story. Yeah. yeah. And just inspire others. And I guess people will, will listen to those stories and be like, well, that's like me. I could probably do it too then, right? Like yeah. that's... Yeah, no, that, you're completely right. That's like, I guess, the main marketing component. That would be your people, right? Which is something we believe in as well. Like yeah. our team is like our sales, Right? Pretty much. Yeah. There is nothing better than a passionate individual that loves what they do. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. they will they'll run through a wall, they'll run through a fence, <laughs> they'll run through anything to make sure that their passion is at the forefront. Yeah. yeah. And it's heard and their right? story's heard. That's exactly it. That's so a lot of our teams have been started by these passionate individuals, right? They've they've attended a program. For example, one of our newest teams in Red Deer. Right? I can't even tell you the population of Red Deer, but they have a blind hockey team. That's I crazy. can tell you that, right? That's crazy, this individual, man. he attended one of our programs. He attended a development camp. He's attended about two or three national tournaments. He's like, I want to start a team. And that's what we talk about, that passion, right? Yeah. Now he's, he started a team in Red Deer. They've got a couple players. And it's not to say that, oh, you got to start a team tomorrow and you, you got your first game. Yeah. No, it's you start that team and you you start to build these build traits it. about yeah. being part of a team, right? Start yeah. with practices, of course. learn to skate, learn to play blind hockey, right? And then at one point, you develop and before you know it, you, you've got a full-on blind hockey team. Is there a certain age you guys are noticing? Like uh, generally they're coming in at 20 years old or is it younger? Where, where, where is that number? So one of the things that we really pride ourselves on is we want to 
build leaders in communities, right? And a lot of our leaders in our community are our children and youth from our programs. Amazing. So part of my role, and it's the role I love, is we work with school boards across Canada, right? And each school board has a visual itinerant teacher that works with all the visually impaired students in that school board. Cool. So we work with these school boards and we host a field trip day. So we bring these kids out to the rink. We go on a tour. Um, nice. In a lot of the cities, we partner with either a major junior team, a university team. So they get to skate with their kind of role models in that yeah. area, right? Huge in Ottawa, we're on the ice with the 67s and you see these kids looking at their idol out there and it's like, wow. But little do they know, they're skating and they yeah. never thought they would skate. Yeah. So that's, that's, wild, that's one man. of the coolest things. And we noticed that we get a lot of our kids from these programs. Mm -hmm. So they come to this program, they try it like, how can I play more, yeah. right? So in Ontario, we've got a program in Toronto, in Ottawa, and in Brantford at the W. Ross McDonald School for the Blind. So it's, a, it's how we're trying to develop the next wave, but we're looking to start more youth programs across the country, right? Okay. Montreal, uh, Edmonton, Vancouver. And that's the goal because at some point, it's very similar to like many other grassroots sports, yeah. right? They're going to filter up, yeah, right? Absolutely. And they're going to end up playing on the adult teams, right? Yeah. So in Toronto, the goal, and um, it's our third year doing it, and every year, kind of proud to say, we've kind of promoted somebody up to the adult team, awesome. right? From learning the skills at practices and becoming part of a team, a great team player, right? And yeah, every year we've graduated a kid up, so it, it's That's good. That's the goal, yeah. right? It's funny because like when my brother started it, there was nobody that you could want to be, nobody that you could idolize. Oh, yeah. I want to be like him. He's the best blind hockey player. Yeah. But now, since we've added the Canadian national blind hockey team, and we bring them to like these programs, like you see these kids staring at them, like I, I want to be like That's you. That's amazing. Right? And That's just amazing. having that role model. You need in your it. Life, you need it. But yeah, I've, so I've had some role models in my life that literally thank God for them because I'm on the right path. Exactly. Yeah. You know exactly. what I mean? No, no, and no. you need those, right? And it's cool now to see the community has them. Right? Especially yeah. when you're younger. Yeah, so, that's the huge. So talk about, I guess, your role in a little bit more depth. So what, what do you do um, and how often are you doing it? And like stuff like that. Just for what's sure. your role and, and why is this so important? Yeah. Um, so as my role, I am the program director. I'm also the general manager of the Canadian national team. But you know what? Like, like I said, we got a great team. So between myself and our executive director, Matt Morrow, we pretty much wear any hat that needs to be worn. Right? Yeah. We got to get the job done. This is the job and let's do it. Right. We've got a great board of directors. Um, incredible. And one of the biggest things, too, in sport volunteers go a long way. Yeah. We've got a great group of volunteers. So for me. I can't take this like the praise alone because I got to dish it out. Yep. You know what I mean? Like they've helped make us who we are. So my role is kind of very, I like to call it easy because I got great support individuals, yeah, right? Like our national team, they've got a great coaching staff where I could kind of leave them something and know it'll get done. Yeah, yeah, but cool. a lot of my role is, yeah, definitely. Uh, and Matt Morrow, our executive director, like I mentioned, we do a lot of the program directing, executive directing, um, from all the newsletters, marketing, stuff that we talk about, fundraising, uh, potential partner outreach. Pretty much, like I said, anything needs to get done, goals to get it done. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And, and, and you mentioned that, uh, I guess, before when your brother had first kind of came to that realization and said, I want to take this step. Yeah. Were you always on board to kind of be there for him and help him in this project especially? Or 
were you still doing your own thing in your career and, and eventually said, you know what, I want to go do that? Yeah, I, I was doing my own thing. And, yeah. and I think being the kind of brother I was, I was very supportive. Yeah. But I knew this was his baby. Yeah. Let, let him run with it. Yeah. Um, I was doing my own thing at that point, but I was always volunteering. Like yeah. whenever there was a program or a camp, I was like, I'm there. Yeah. And if my workplace at that time couldn't understand, I'd kind of make them understand. Yeah. yeah like yeah. The, this is passion. This is love. This is family. Yeah. I'm sorry, like, like my uh, Salesforce report might not be in on time because yeah. of this, but this is what I really love. And you know what? When I ended up taking the jump and the organization approached me, like, listen, like, we need you now, like, to take, come on. Came to come. a point where it was growing so fast. It, it, like, it was, we need, right? we need these people. So now. it was easy for me yeah. because I felt like I was already doing a lot of it. Yeah. But now I'm actually kind of a, a, a staff member, yeah. right? Yep. Um, but it's always been my passion. Yeah. The thing about it was, and I think because I was a tough brother, I was always pushing him yeah. because I knew that's what made him drive, mm -hmm. right? He's yeah. like, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. But he knows, like, he's my biggest role model, yeah. right? To this day, this is why I'm here. Yeah. This is why this is happening because of him, right? So it was at first not really as supportive on board but whenever he needed me i was there fly out on different parts of the trip yeah. um we did one cool thing which was like we came up with like a t-shirt that we'd sell for twenty dollars and you know the like rock concerts on the back they yeah, show all like the, the merch yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so we started adding merch and stuff like cool. that different things to just yeah. raise different avenues of right course. fundraise 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 so like because uh, i've known you for a long time now and whoever's listening i was thinking about know, this eh and whoever doesn't know this luca was uh my cap counselor i think like six seven years old right six it's gotta That's be gotta be going on like 20 years of knowing each other. yeah so like That's with, crazy. That, with that being I'm just said happy to say you've grown up <laughs> Thanks, you've matured man. i'm proud to see Had where to you're at sooner or later it, right sooner or later is correct but yeah you're doing great things both you guys thank you and Appreciate with that you. being said like i've known you almost my whole life yeah. and you've always been in sport in my eyes right like you were my camp counselor in soccer and then after that kind of relationship ended i knew you as the guy who was always with the raptors and at, at the acc and doing his thing right and it was always just sport right and i guess you mix the passion of loving your brother and supporting him with sport and you're like okay i'm good i'll, I'll do this yeah no I, I was i was with the raptors for a long time yeah i think it was like eight years or something like that so i remember always seeing you at games yeah. and asking oh can i get a towel can i get a t-shirt and i was like yeah yeah for sure <laughs> he's like he's like getting the gun out i'm like bro shoot me shoot. I, I <laughs> yeah wanna... definitely those, those are great days yeah but yeah sport's my passion cool. and like yeah. i said you gotta love what you do of course and i've always loved what i've done so i've always been in sports um especially in that field so it, it makes you feel comfortable. Yeah, you gotta feel comfortable. Like you gotta, yeah. well, you gotta want to work. You love, yeah. yeah. And, and then when you're in, when you're in, like you know, an industry or uh, in an area that you've you kind of grown up in, it just makes it that much easier, right? And then and then you know you put together uh, the charitable side of it and just knowing what you're doing for people and and how big that is, like that just goes that goes a long way, right? Yeah. Uh, but I mean, maybe we can get into more of the marketing. side I want to talk it. about the branding of it yeah. first. Okay, Let's do so it. yeah, so. It's very similar to the NHL, yep. right? Which part? Sorry. I mean, Canada hockey in yeah. general. How did you do that? Was that okay with everyone? What, did you need approval? No, yeah. The, the, everything's been okay with everybody. Yeah. One thing that we've kind of discussed with Hockey Canada is we told them is they're the leaders. Yeah. They are the NSO. They are an organization that we're striving to be, yeah. right? We're following their lead, right? So having these relationships with these key organizations helps us right of course it's simple though like um 
we knew our colors had to be red, white, and black, yeah. right? We wanted to have the silhouette of, of a hockey player in it. Um, you'll notice at the bottom, we've got a couple sound echoes, which yeah. kind of symbolizes there the puck go. making a noise. Yeah, But uh, yeah, definitely, we, we kind of steered left, yeah. but uh -huh. we wanted to have very similar traits of in course. it. Of course, because from the branding side of things, and, and Ant can attest to this as well, but um, when it comes to like logos and stuff, big corporations, you know, they can get so so strict with it. And, yeah, definitely. And we've seen that with some with some of our partners and stuff like that. So I just, I had that question because I was like, oh, how'd they get this? Like, this is crazy. It's very yeah. similar, right? But very well done. Um, in terms of like marketing, I just wanted to know some of your obstacles. Obviously, you mentioned some already, but... Um, if there's any obstacles you had that were very big and, and you found different ways to overcome them and, and that's something we do every day, right? In terms of marketing, there's always obstacles when marketing a different product or in a weird industry or a different industry um, and we always have to get creative with it. So with that being said, what kind of obstacles did you guys face and how did you guys overcome them? Um, so, so one that really sticks out in my head is our community is visually impaired. Yeah. And right now, like Instagram, is it you know what i mean yeah, so yeah. how is somebody who's visually impaired gonna see what the photo yeah is, right yeah. Yeah. so we we stride ourselves on being fully accessible that um we try to alt text everything yeah. so alt text will describe what that photo visual is to somebody who's visually impaired that can't see it Interesting. so for example if if i was to take a photo of you two right now and post it i would be Ernesto and Anthony are sitting at a table with microphones in front of them. So someone that can't see that okay. can visualize okay. what's going on, right? And um, I like to think that our community is grasping more to Instagram, yeah. right? And growing to that because of things like this, of being accessible of and creating these alt tags, right? But at first, th there was no template. We go back to that, right? So yeah. it's not like, oh, do we post this? Do we not post this? What do we post? It's up to you guys to decide what kind of yeah. industry it is at that point, right? And how there, it's being marketed. Yeah, exactly. So that's cool. It's, like, it's like, cool because like you, you guys are deciding. But it's, I guess it's a learning curve as well, right? That's what I love about it. I mean, obviously, when, when there's no template, it's, it's harder, right? Because you really got to go on your own and figure out what it is. But at the same time, uh, you know, it's very respectable and admirable in the sense that you guys are, you know, uh, are, are at the forefront of this thing and kind of blazing that, that trail for, for the next group of people to come on and do this, right? And, and that's huge, man. Yeah. That's a very tough thing to do. So, you know, I have to, you know, uh, commend you guys for that because that's just, you know, it's unbelievable. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, and, and, and like you said, once you have that template, what's to stop you from going to other countries, which you already have done? And, and yeah. we've had this conversation before in the past, and you said you're just not going to stop until the whole world is, is playing. Right. We're not stopping until one day the sport's in the Paralympics. Yeah. I, yeah. You know what? I was just going to ask you, what is like, if you could say, well, the ultimate goal? Like, what is the ultimate goal? If there is one, there probably, there's probably a hundred, but if there's one ultimate goal, what is it? You know what? There's, there's a lot of goals. Exactly. And, yeah. I, and I'm the big believer that you got to have them along the way. Yeah. Because then you could check one off the list and you feel that satisfaction, yeah. which gives you that drive to, to get to let's bat one. this next one yeah. out of here, right? Yeah. So the overall goal, yeah, it's the Paralympic Games, uh, inclusion in the Winter Paralympic Games. But there's World Championships before that, right? Mm -hmm. There's World Cup before that. One of the most recent goals we hit was um, Canada versus USA, right? So two years ago, we wanted to host the first ever international kind of series between Amazing. the Canadian national team and the USA blind hockey team. Who right? won? So, Who won? Uh, Canada won. Yeah. Let's go. I'll, I'll go off on that. We built a great team. We got a great staff. We got a great, great group of players awesome. right, that represented this country with pride. And um, it's difficult when you're playing on the road. Uh, 
first tournament was in Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh Penguins were great with it at their practice facility. Everything was very professional, just top-notch, and that's the one thing that we want to pride ourselves on is giving these players the professional Well, that, that, that actually leads into my next thing and what I was curious about. Obviously, um, from a marketing uh, standpoint, one thing we love is collaborations whenever we can make them, and I'm sure uh, with this thing you have, collaborations must be huge, right? So, I mean, you kind of answered the question, have you guys gotten collaborations with anybody in the NHL? I guess because that's kind of the, 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 the top stage besides the Olympics, and and uh, if you have, what do those look like? We're always looking for more collaboration. Always, I, yeah. I, I wish we had more, um, but we're currently like uh, talking to a player from the NHL. Won't release his name, um, but we're looking to bring on ambassadors, right? So we want to bring on uh, both male and female, right? There's awesome. some incredible women yeah. hockey players in this country that will give some men a run for their money, yeah, right? They might sure. not want to I admit bet. it, but yeah. trust me, they can yeah. play. So we want to bring on ambassadors like that. And Anthony, you're right, like these ambassadors help us at that point sell yeah. our game, right? Yeah. So we're always looking for more collaborations along the way, uh, but we've had a couple cool ones um, that have got us to where we are today, but we're always looking for more. It's definitely right. a way that we feel could help us grow. For sure. I feel like if you, if, if you guys really have, uh, whether it's a player from the NHL or a team from the NHL, you guys can take this thing to the fucking moon. Like, you know what I mean? And yeah. that's that. That's well, if the moon's got ice, let's go. <laughs> At that point, I'm down. Right? Podcast title. That There it is. If the moon has ice, the let's moon go. moon had ice, we're down. Yeah, let's go for sure. Like, that's the thing. One of the things that I truly love about this sport is that, like, yeah, there is no template. So yeah. who said we can't go play a tournament here or yeah. create a game over there or start this program here? That's what I love about it. Yeah. You guys make the rules. Like, literally. No pun intended. You guys literally make the fucking rules. Well, we, we make the rules, but with a lot of help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a lot of stakeholders, a lot of individuals. But yeah, yeah. But, yeah, like, we take every stakeholder into consideration when we're making a rule or when we're deciding on something, right? Like, part of the reason our... our national tournament here in toronto has been here for so long it's because of the relationships we've built in yeah. planning and hosting it now eight years right like the hotel for all the players that they stay at is right next door the holiday Amazing. Inn. so they walk out the front door you turn left you make 13 steps yeah. and you're in the arena and they <laughs> all know that easy. because they've done it right yeah. so these partnerships and collaborations they've developed over time but the most important thing to me is like relationships. You build yeah. these relationships and they keep growing. And like the Holiday Inn, right? Think about it. We've been with them for now eight years if this year. Year one, we had 40 players. Yeah. So now they look at their business. They're like, oh, okay, they got eight rooms. They got 10 rooms they needed. Yeah. We look at last year, 150 players. The whole hotel. Yeah. We're like, sorry, we don't have enough rooms for you yeah. guys, yeah. right? Like, oh, we need a second hotel. Yeah. And at that point, I was like, that's a good problem to have. Of course. It's a great problem. It's right? a great problem. And, and, and I'm curious, what does, uh, like, the, uh, I guess you know the city, or the, I guess you can call it government, or whatever. Are they looking at you guys and saying, "Hey, this is cool, like, and we want to work with you"? Or has it gotten there yet? Have you guys gotten that kind of um, uh, help, or even uh, just acknowledgement? And how does that look like? Yeah, we, we, uh, it was a couple of years ago, three years ago now to be exact. We got like a grant from uh, Canada 150, which was with the provincial That's government, crazy. and that actually helped us start our GTA youth program. Beautiful. Unreal. So, like the, these programs. They're, they're not cheap, right? Yeah, like course, like ice, ice costs in, in Canada? Like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Right? And yeah. Uh, you start adding everything else to it, equipment, insurance, right? Like these pucks, right? Like yeah. this puck costs 50 bucks to make. Yeah. It's not like you're going to yeah. Canadian Tire and you're buying a regular. A pack of 10. You know yeah, what I yeah. mean? At 1999, <laughs> yeah. right? Like yeah. this is it's different, right? So yeah. there's a lot invested in it. Of course. 
No, it's it's huge, man. That's huge, and 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 that's also what I wanted to talk about because I know hockey is an expensive sport, right? Uh, I played soccer my whole life, so just shin pads, (laughs) bare shoes, and a ball. It's It's true. You you can get up and running for like fifty bucks, hundred bucks if you wanted to. But you know, if you want to, if you wanted to hop into blind hockey and stuff, it's a pretty big investment. do you guys help the players in that sense, or or how does that work? Do you guys have yeah. no, scholarships? Yeah. Almost like you, you got to help. Yeah. You got to help yeah. anybody that needs help and asks for help. You yeah. got to be there to help. Yeah. Of course, right? Of course. So for us, like you mentioned, hockey's expensive. Yeah, right. But over time, we've actually every year we do this thing called an equipment drive with the GTHL. Amazing. And the GTHL is the biggest, like the prime. Like when you're talking about like Connor McDavid, Mitch Marner, like yeah. John Tavares, these guys grew up playing in the GTHL, right? Yeah. So we do an equipment drive with them and we get about maybe five or six bags of used hockey gear throughout the year and then we fully sanitize it bring it out get it washed and a kid that might come to one of those learn to skate programs we talked about now wants to come to a blind hockey program on a sunday in toronto we let them know don't worry we've got equipment for you like don't go out and go to sport check and drop a quick thousand dollars like on all new you know what i mean like let's be let's do this together right and, and if this is something you love after and you want to splurge and go buy yourself a great pair of skates yeah. or you know what i mean a something yeah then go do it but, but let's yeah. make sure but we're here to help you get into the sport that's that's yeah. the biggest thing that's, right that's there right? so that's so huge. what's what, what's your plan coming out of covid now for you guys because i know you guys are going to miss the biggest tournament that you guys yeah are planning, so that right? that was definitely one of the big draws so how are you guys trying to get around that now and say okay let's not completely waste this year maybe and just take that L and we keep moving and try and do something special maybe. Yeah, so not only did we lose our national term, we also lost our national team summer training camp and our summer development camp, right? So wow. what we did, Matt Morrow and I, is we were like, all right, what is the top priority here? Yeah. And for us was our community, right? And the mental state of our community. So for a group that looks so forward to this tournament and this summer camp every year, and now for us to kind of be the the individuals that can't provide it, yeah. that really weighed on him and I. So we had to shift. We had to adapt. We had to change the game plan, right? And in perfect sports, you're used to changing the game yeah. plan according to your opponent. Right now, our opponent's COVID-19, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah. we came out with a podcast. We came out with a webinar series. Um, we're coming up with a cool couple cool things. One, blind hockey at home. Okay. So we're going to have players in our community take part in online virtual blind hockey practices. Unreal. All through Zoom. Beautiful. I've never used Zoom this much in my life. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, like, no one like, anyone else. Yeah. Definitely. No so we're trying to adapt with it as best as we can. Um, we're also working with a lot of partners and key stakeholders in the sport right hockey canada the ontario hockey federation the gthl as per what does it look like when we are allowed back in the yes because we're not here to rush into it it's got to be safe and the time's got to be right well i'm I'm sure uh exactly the gthl uh hockey canada i mean they're essentially they're going through the same thing right i guess you guys are kind of sitting around the table and saying what does this look like for all of us yeah Yeah, Hockey Canada released a great statement a couple of weeks ago, and they said um, they're here to provide support, but they're going to leave the decision of when each 
kind of province or team can go back to playing with the provincial sports organization. Yeah. So to break it down into like soccer terms, the CSA would then say to the OSA, exactly. when is it good oh, okay. for you? Yeah. Because so each province would make their own decisions. Exactly. Because in British Columbia, the cases are low, arenas are open, and here in Ontario, cases are whatever, but no arenas are open. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not fair to a kid in BC that he can't play because... Ontario's not. Exactly, okay, right? So makes sense. that's what Hockey Canada released. And I think it's a great idea. I like yeah. the plan. And yeah. I think it gives you the ability to work closer with the provincial partners yeah. to really Absolutely. work and get on the same page, right? So for us, it gets a little bit difficult because we have programs in every different province. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're trying to follow best practices from Hockey Canada and other provincial For you guys, would it make sense to get going in one of the provinces and not in another? Because like, then there's like... You know yeah, what I mean? That I, I, animosity I think, where the player's like, oh, come on. I yeah, and then we don't want players being like, well, I'm just going to travel there for that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's not and really... And then you go back there, no one's at that training now. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I think the best thing is rolling it out in phases. Yeah. Right? And we've got we've created a phase approach nice. for COVID-19. So right now, we're on our webinar and podcast phase. Beautiful. We're about to launch um, the ball hockey, blind ball hockey at home. Yeah. And then we actually just announced last week that we don't want to cancel summer camp. Yeah. Right, so we're still going to host it, but we're going to host it virtually. Yeah, there you go. Right, so we're going to host a virtual summer camp with special yeah. guests, um, key kind of workshops. Nice. Nutrition is huge, Beautiful. right? Mental health, yeah. uh, sleep is yeah. massive. Like people just think that it's so easy, but your sleep patterns depict so much, right? We just, we had a meeting last week with Hockey Canada, and they they have a sleep meter that their players actually have to like. Come on. Analyze, yeah, Damn. to make sure you're getting enough sleep the night before. That's what you need. To fulfill your daily requirements the next yeah. day, right? Yeah. It makes no sense to get all this workout in if you didn't get a proper amount of sleep yeah. and rest and all that, right? So little things like this, we're learning as we go, but yeah. we're learning from the right people in my mind. 100%. Learn, right? And it's yeah. good that you're looking at the sport as a whole too, right? Like you're saying nutrition, mental health, like all those things, especially coming out of this right now, are going to be huge, right? Massive. Nutrition, mental health, because... There's been some people that have even either been going really hard and working out and training as an athlete or not been doing too much, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I think that's really important and, and to introduce them to the sport. And now also these key aspects of sport is huge. And to do it online, of course, at this time. You have to. You have to, right? Yeah. And we wanted to keep in touch with the community, right? That's the main thing. The community has become friends, yeah. right? So. It doesn't matter if you're from Victoria or if you're from Newfoundland. You've got that bond and that relationship now through your visual condition yeah. of blind hockey. Yeah. So we wanted to keep everybody together, still yeah. in the mix, right? What, what I like is that, uh, you know, a lot of businesses, a lot of Canadian businesses, um, like their main goal is just like, let's get this thing going let's, and let's, let's go to America. <laughs> let's go to the <laughs> States, right? Yeah. And I think it's cool what you guys are doing is you're actually really focusing on Canada and not, I don't think enough businesses do that. They say like, hey, uh, we're starting something up in Toronto and fuck, if this thing blows up, we're going right to New York. You know what I mean? We're going yeah, right yeah. to you're like creating, LA. It's like your hub the, here. Yeah, your hub's that's here. the success rate. Yeah. We're in New York. Yeah. We've got an office yeah. here. And hey, we're again, good. for everybody to each yeah. their own, you do what you like, right? But I think it's cool that you guys are saying, hey, let's go to Newfoundland. Let's go to New Brunswick, let's go here, let's go to Saskatoon. Like how many how many Canadian businesses or businesses as a whole are saying, Hey, let's let's go there. Yeah. Let's go out there, right? Yeah. And I know I know okay, so now this is another question I had for you guys because uh, I think it's a really cool thing. You guys are a registered uh, charity. Yeah. How, how do you make that happen? Is, is it an easy process? Is it a long process? What does that look like? We get like? that so question a lot. Because we why. have a lot of yeah. people coming in here. Yeah. Um, uh, one of our good friends, Trey, uh, he did the uh, the march. Um, yeah. 
uh, in Toronto for Black Lives Matter, and he started it off as like, let's get 50 people going, and next thing you know, it was 5,000 people. Yeah, it was yeah, crazy. Uh, the was crazy. Chief Saunders uh, took a knee, like I took a knee with yeah. him and stuff. It blew up, and so we've been talking to him, and he's trying to figure out their next steps and stuff like that. And we're looking like, okay, is is a charitable uh, organization your next step? But you know, what does that entail? How serious is it to try and do that? What's the... So that was actually one of the first things my brother Mark kind of registered, Mm -hmm. did. Um, So that was back in 2009. And I'm going to be very honest, back when I had minimal to do with it. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of one of the legacies of the Courage Canada to Canadian Blind Hockey, right? Um, That provides the ability to kind of work with different partners to have that. And a lot more professional businesses when they know that you have one, yeah. it's kind of like that stamp of, of approval, right? And yeah, the government knows that you guys are a national yeah. registered charity, right? So it, it does help. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole process, you know what, that's one of the things my brother really kind of, like I said, yeah. took and ran with. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the things that he thought would be very important for the oh, future. Yeah. it was. <laughs> and it has been. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. been very important. So no, it's unreal, strongly man. recommended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I think it's just uh, uh, you know a lot of people are out here trying to do good. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people are focusing on businesses that uh, that, that that are built to help other mm-hmm. people. Uh, they're not just money driven. Um, and so yeah, a lot I of non for profits and lots yeah. of charities. And so I guess people uh, trying to start charities, especially at this time with with COVID, with Black Lives Matter. Like there's there's a lot going on right now, and we're working with some charities now too. Um, but yeah, we get that question a lot. Just like, yeah. oh, I want to start a charity. How do I do it? I'm like, good luck. <laughs> yeah, because it's not easy, right? I know that much. It's not easy. No. And that's the other thing, though. If anything was easy, everybody would do it. Exactly. Fair. Right. Yeah. So now that it's got a little bit of work to put yeah. in, you see who's, who's actually the down. strong survive at that yeah. point, yeah. right? Yeah. So that's another good takeaway from that, in my mind. Yeah. There no. No. Go. No. It, it absolutely is. It um, absolutely is. Listen. Tell tell everyone what they can do to find out more information. Um, yeah. about Canada Blind Hockey, how they can help, how they can get involved if they want. Um, partner up. Much partner up, yeah. Donate. Business partnerships, donations, anything. For sure. So our main tool of marketing is our website. Beautiful. Right? Every kind of business has one. And I feel like that's the modern day solidification that this is the business, right? Yeah. So that is our main tool, uh, CanadianBlindHockey.com. That is our website. But we're active, right, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, our YouTube channel. Um, it. If anything, if you've never seen blind hockey, definitely go to our YouTube channel. We've got game tape there of Canada versus USA. Crazy. We've got game tape of our children and youth division from last year in the national tournament, right? So YouTube's huge for us. It's uh, it's kind of what's funny is it's one of the things we promote truly because everybody wonders how do you play blind hockey? Yeah, yeah. Right? That was the first time. So like, ah, you know what? I got an oh, idea. You brought this in. I thought it was like, I, I was like, what's inside? I got to open this thing up? Yeah. So it's like one of the first things we yeah. do is, yeah, no, here's our YouTube channel. Watch this game. Yeah. And the first things people say is like, they're blind? Yeah. Like, yeah, they're all visually impaired, right? And I think YouTube is great for that because you get to just quick see a quick snapshot yeah. of it. And if it hooks you, you're deep in the rabbit yeah, you're hole. In, you're yeah. watching like blind hockey games from 2015 and you're wondering, wow, how do they have yeah. these kind of things, right? Yeah. So definitely our website, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. Cool. Um, we're growing all those. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's a little bit different for charities to kind of grow at the same pace and rate as a traditional business would, yeah. right? Yeah. Like for us, we, we've tried to create new content from previous content yes right so now when we're at tournaments not only are we playing a tournament but we're trying to get maybe a couple little videos of players thanking 
Happy, like Father's Day, yeah, and they're wondering like, yeah. why am I saying Happy Father's Day? It's March, right? Yeah. But then we're saving it for three months down the road. Yeah. So we're developing with that, and I could be honest with you, like five years ago, we weren't, yeah, because yeah. it wasn't as needed. No, that yeah. that's huge, man. I think uh, what you just said there is massive. Like we 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 started working with some soccer clubs and stuff like that, and. Uh, they were just never looking at you know creating content that's something that they really had to focus on Um, and we say it on every podcast and we say it to every person (laughs) that walks through this door like content is king yeah Mm -hmm. Build as much content as you can from anything you do. If you're if you're a business and you host an event for you guys, uh, you host a game or a tournament. Like uh, besides everything else that's involved, there needs to be someone saying, "Hey, who the hell is getting content here? How are we getting it? What are we getting? Yeah. What platform is it for?" You know, uh, it's a massive thing, right? It's a big piece of the business. It's huge, and you know what? The players love doing it too. Of course, oh, yeah. they they it, it gives them that cameo. Yeah, feel. They like they it. feel like they're pros. Like it's cool when you even get a, a mess, a text message out of nowhere, right? It's like, oh, hey, uh, just uh, film this video of myself working out, wondering if you could use it. Like, yeah, I yeah, can use that, it's right? Amazing. It's yeah. Monday. Let's go motivation yeah, yeah. Monday. Yeah, let's let's. Yeah. But more importantly, it's cool about it. It pushes the whole community to exactly. do it because they see, oh, he, he could do it. it. Yeah. Now mm-hmm. I want to do it, right? Oh, and, and oh, he got posted to their Insta. Yeah, what the hell, I want to be there too, right? Yeah. Like one of the coolest things about our podcast, we have something called the player profile. Okay. So the players from across the community email us their testimonial awesome. with a chance for them to be showcased as that podcast episode okay. player profile. Okay. So, so we've got a bunch in the bank. It's like that competitiveness. And it, exactly. You gotta add right. That. You gotta add that. Right. And more importantly for us, though. We might not use it for this podcast or this episode, but now we've got it. You have it. You're just building it, it up. Be content right? for anything. You know what I mean? Website, now down Insta, the road, Facebook. we can be like, here's here's this success story. That's what we do yeah. a lot, to be honest. We we build content that we might not use until December, mm-hmm. October, November, and sometimes we wouldn't even use it. And then we just have more, right? Just building it up. And and for you guys, there's so many ways, right? And, and you guys are doing it, so that's good to hear. Um, yeah, man. Like fuck. Like uh, I'm sure a lot of people are gonna hit you up and say, bro, you gotta tell me what the fuck you're doing. Because you know, you know what's funny, like, to a lot of and I know we've talked about this, and like my yeah. Instagram page is like personal, yeah. So they'll see like pictures and like, oh man, wow, this guy's in Finland, or yeah. whoa, what's he, what's he doing in Russia? Yeah. Oh, he's large. Nah, I'm, I'm just selling the game. <laughs> yeah. like, we're here promoting the game, right? Yeah. So like, we, I know we've talked about that personally. Like me as a brand, should I have Canadian blind hockey on my Instagram page, mm-hmm. or yeah. do I just direct everything to the? The organization's page, yeah. and, and I feel like sometimes you need a little bit of that separation, yeah. yeah, right. But at the same point, like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta. Well, you sell said, it, you sport. said, it, you said it yourself. Everyone that you guys, uh, everyone on your team, you use them as ambassadors. Yeah. So the staff, the staff's got to be the same way, bro. Yeah. No, you you're know, true. If if someone checks out your, your Instagram now and and they go to it, they won't be able to go to Canadian Bly Hockey until yeah, yeah. you finish that conversation. Yeah, no, it's We're true. Finish later, it's but, true. But, <laughs> you, hey, but yeah, listen, I love being put on the spot because I love learning. No, of yeah. course. There's of course. one thing. If the second you're not learning, you're not growing. You're done. Yeah. And if you're not growing, go back down you're you're stable yeah right there's there's no you, you know what it is like you know what it is a, a lot of uh, you know there are different ways to look at it but the well a big way that we see it is um be proud of what you're doing hunter right and, and ha- from having this conversation i feel like you're very proud of what you're doing and, and what you guys have built but you know for people who aren't able to maybe hear this or have this type of conversation with you uh when they hop on your personal page and 
there's Canadian uh, blind hockey, uh, your title, da da da. You guys are inspiring me to Website. do it right now. It's important, right? And it, and it shows people, uh, it just gives them that thing as like, oh shit, okay, this is what he does. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, he must be proud of it. Yeah, for, him to, for him to place it up there, like, as funny as it is, like, your Instagram bio is like, your bible almost like what you put there people will be like oh that, shit they're defining you by that by yeah and, someone who's never met you mm-hmm. someone who's never met you and they come across your profile yeah they're gonna judge you based on your content and and what's in your bio what are you yeah. what are you telling mm-hmm. people you do here right so who are you affiliated with if it's kind of blind hockey guess what they're gonna do next click it yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's true right? and, and 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 listen it's like it's like clickbait i feel like yeah canada blind hockey is like clickbait bro people be like People have no idea that this is even yeah. a thing, right? right. Uh, and 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 it's it's amazing. It's just it's unreal. So give people that opportunity to see it as many times as possible. And man. you can still be private when you do that. You know, like you don't. I know one said post a picture of your six pack. You know, just there's nothing there to just, post. Just put it in your just put it in your bio that you're Canada blind. I didn't I didn't ask for anything else. Yeah, here, but no, no, makes that's, sense. That's a yeah. thing, right? A lot of you people will correct. say that. Yeah, a lot of people sure. will say, oh well, I'm private. Yeah, I'm a private person. Mm-hmm. It's like, what does you posting? A picture of the arena have to do with you being private now. No, it's true. Right? Because yeah. if you really look into it, they'll they'll find out that it's you're funny private. that you guys are saying this because if I was to go back like through like my photo likes, yeah, the ones that have the most likes are the ones that like are me you're and Finland about- with like. Yeah. Three blind kids. Yeah. Right? Or me with the Canadian national team after winning gold back to back. Sorry. <laughs> in Ottawa. <laughs> sorry. Right? Sorry. Like sorry. kind of thing. But those are, yeah, those are and consistently kind of over time, right? If someone that, sees I mean. you posting it once, they might not say anything. Well, we're but if they see yeah. you posting the 10th time in two months that you're in Finland or you're in Russia, yeah. then they're going to, they actually might message you and say, yo, what well, the well, fuck? I, are I you remember up to? we talked when I was in Russia. Yeah. You and I. Yeah. Because I remember I was like, texting you because you 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 dm me after i posted a photo of being in russia yeah and you're like bro you're in russia yeah and i was like yeah and i remember we was talking back and forth and it's exactly those right? kind of it's, you just it's, those interactions you want people to yeah. be curious about it like us right like before you came in we were very curious because we wanted all these answers right but anyone will feel that way if they know about mm-hmm. it right they'll just hit you up and say luca what the fuck are you up to bro that's like you see what i'm saying that's what, what i mean a blind hockey like yeah here's also the thing it's not like you're saying oh i fucking uh, I sell trees, which would still be cool, but like, you know what I mean? Like, so whatever. People are like, oh, yeah, that's cool, whatever. Yeah. But people say, like, hey, Canada blind hockey. Like, that's what I'm trying. It's like clickbait. It's like the most clickable thing yeah. ever. Right. And, and it's something that people would just, love to learn about. Of course. That's that's pretty much it. Like, that's your, your presence is like very important because people will most likely find you for the first time through that not and, in and person you're, and you're the guy yeah. going out selling like you said you're the one selling the sport yeah yeah between so, the organization the players as I yeah, mentioned yeah. ambassadors you, you myself know, you know it's everyone right it's everybody everyone. but everyone but, helps every single person w- will help that sure. but you know what's funny like as I mentioned our Instagram kind of community grew with players you see those players like post like their photo mm-hmm. that they like got from one of our tournaments yeah. and they're like you just see the pride of in course. it, right? It's huge, so, man. It's huge for that. Right. But you guys are definitely correct. Like, I, I should that's just have part that. of it. That's yeah. part, like when you look at it from that end, though, like the content side. That's the part of the professional feel which you want these players mm-hmm. to have. You want them to feel like fucking Sidney Crosby. You want them to get that picture of them hitting that slap shot from that game. Yeah, because they're gonna be like, I would have never even got something like this. Mm-hmm. Like this is so cool. I'm posting this. Yeah, and then someone that sees it from their page says, I gotta. I'm. I'm fucking. I gotta do this. I gotta mm-hmm. be part of this. 
It's true. Right? Or ask them a question about it. Or how do but, I get involved? But even if point? one person a day is learning about it for the first time, that's huge. It's one yeah, more person say, today that didn't know about it yesterday. Right? That's exactly. the biggest thing. I think I think uh, having uh, your personal brand connected to your business, for in your case, uh, the, the charity, um, giving people an opportunity to ask you the question. Right, uh, and the, the more you kind of put that out there, you're you don't have them, to tell them. They're yeah, coming to you. and that's and that's yeah. what and that's what I'll, I'll go back to it again. This is the it's like the coolest fucking thing, and I feel like if people just saw it, like Dean, you serious? You're gonna be like, what the hell is this? You're gonna click it. It's a guaranteed Dean, click. Dean wasn't ready time. for this. He's like, bro, I don't even know how you. <laughs> he's like, like, he's like, who's coming in today? We're like, oh, uh, uh, Luca, yeah, he's a blind, uh, Canada blind hockey. He's like, blind hockey. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I love that though. Yeah, that's part of the other reason too is. I love seeing that reaction. Yeah, because they're like, Whoa. "Did you see our face when we were holding this for the first time?" We're like, "You were worried. <laughs> you you like, were worried. Like, what is this?" Yeah, right. Yeah. But I, I love seeing that. And and I know we were talking yesterday, and I like, oh, I gotta get a puck. Yeah. yeah. So I, I drove home. I'm like, I need a puck. It's headed late night. Late, late night. Late night. Yeah, 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 drive. Go I gotta go this. get a puck because I think this just says so much. It so says much, so much right? about yeah. it. It's you could talk blind hockey, but. With a person with vision, you yeah. gotta you gotta see how yeah. we play the game. Of course, right? that's and I think that's the biggest thing. Man. Yeah, and that's the biggest thing. I remember, I actually remember, uh, the first time we met was in regulars. Okay, we were pretty. So he's, he's I, like, I remember. I remember. Like, yeah, I remember for we sure. Were, yeah, no, yeah. for sure. Thirty tequila shots. Deep. No, we, we, we were pretty sauce. But uh, Ernesto had mentioned that he had some conversations with you, um, and then uh, we were just talking about it. Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? We got a. What's up, bro? We got a guest here. Yo, she. <laughs> Come but, on. Uh, yeah, get in the podcast. Yes. Let's go. Yes, sir. Oh, okay, I'll on. call you after. Love you, buddy. Come Thank on. you. All right. That, that was a uh, sorry. Probably that was a uh, Sheehan from Lost Craft. Shout out uh, Lost Craft. Yeah, yeah. Crazy, crazy. We're, he just got a tequila. Tequila. Oh my god. Okay. So anyway, we're talking tequila, and, bl- we're, oh, tequila and blind hockey. On, I, literally, I literally just said we were taking thirty tequila shots, and a tequila fucking can came in the room. Amazing. You know what that means. Okay. Um, no, but but we were we were probably pretty sauce when we had the conversation. But he had mentioned uh, that you were coming out, and this is what you did, and then. When I remember we had like a really short chat, but you, short I think as you're, fuck for sure. Yeah, but but, but we kind of got into the conversation a little bit, and I was just like, "Dude, what the fuck?" Man? Yeah, because yeah, as I, I told so, him, some like, of my best friends, they're like, they, they don't even get it until they, they saw it. Yeah, and now they're like seven but, but not, tournaments. But now deep I got to see every it. year. They're like, "Oh." This team's gonna win it this year. Yeah, like, yeah. No, it's not the same every year, guys. We kind of mix and match the teams, <laughs> yeah, right? Like yeah. So they're it's involved, but that's the one thing I'm gonna challenge you guys to is yeah. coming out. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to. Yeah. I was just invited say, me a bunch of times. But yeah, I gotta, you know, gotta, well, you got a tough schedule. That that planner's full, right? <laughs> yeah. So no, but I, I, I was you took the words out of my mouth. I'd love to actually see it in person. I mean, yeah. you. I'm now. I'm definitely gonna check it on YouTube because I just gotta see it in general. Yeah. But I'd love to see it in person. No, for sure. You know, when we're able to and it's safe and we're back in the rink and we're planning the next big tournament. Love to have you guys out there yeah, um, to see it. Most yeah. importantly, we'll bring, right? the team bring the team, bring the team, meet yeah. our team. Yeah. Um, and the one thing I promise you, you'll take away from it is you're going to ask yourself how. Yeah, how I'm are still these players still doing visually it, yeah. impaired and, and playing the game they love? Yeah. Like no one's going to tell them, no, you can't play this. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't. Because I'll be honest with you, they've heard you can't so many times in their lives because yeah. they're visual impairment, right? So now the fact that we tell them, no, you take you that word out of your vocabulary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can, yeah. you will, they're, you are. They get hungry, they get motivated. Hockey, you know what I mean? There's no yeah. can't. It's like, yeah. no, we've provided the ability to take that word out of your vocabulary because you can't play the game. And right? that goes back to the culture of sport altogether, just like being able to just do something and be motivated towards something and 
inspired to do something like that's pretty much that comes from sport it's true right? which you're giving them the opportunity to finally play without someone saying you can't <laughs> one of my favorite things right now is a kid in our youth programs there's so many things for kids to do now right like playstation xbox yeah. fortnite this dance there yeah. tiktok here yeah. everything but the fact that when our kids are at our programs and they're having fun doing it 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 makes us feel relieved like of we're course. actually doing something right here of course because i'll be honest like it's it's tough for a visually impaired kid out there yeah. right yeah. what can they do to stay active to stay fit yeah. to have that positive outlook in life right so we're just trying to create that we might and with that being said, like we are trying to create the next captain of the national team, but we're trying to create a role model in their community. Yeah. We're trying to create an incredible individual that's strong, that's smart, that has all the attributes that they can go out there in this life and in the world and take care of themselves. No, that's huge, man. That's huge. And that's something that... Uh, You're you making me like, cry, bro. Yeah. No, for <laughs> real, man. <laughs> easy, <on>. easy. <laughs> But no, but for really, what you guys are doing is it's incredible. It's truly incredible. And uh, I think a lot of people can take a lot from this conversation and really uh, just trying to change the way that people uh, see certain things and uh, and just and just not taking no for an answer. And you guys have really done, done something big. And listen, I'm rooting for you guys uh, to, to spread this thing as far as it can go uh, and hope to see it in the Paralympic Games, you know, sooner rather than later. Um, later is okay too we got a girl <laughs> but sooner, got a girl yeah. but, but yeah, sooner definitely. but sooner rather than later the next time yeah. you go to Finland don't uh, give me a call you know I'll come by <laughs> but uh, maybe, <laughs> I'll come with you boys <laughs> but I, I guess before we, we hop off of this maybe uh, just let everybody know one more time if they want to get involved in any type of way donate a partner up uh, where can they find you guys where can they reach out what's the best way to yeah, do that yeah website canadianblindhockey.com cool um, could even email me personally cool. lucademontis at blindicehockey.com love always hearing different potential partners yeah. how they could collaborate how we could help how we could both grow um always you know what funding goes a long way for us all right the the ability to fundraise and get these partners helps our community lower the costs yeah. right to tournaments to programs and everything so anybody that ever wants to kind of even ask a question about blind hockey or know somebody that's visually impaired that wants to try but is scared We've got a list of ambassadors that can call that person and encourage them and welcome them to the community, right? So definitely email, website, Instagram. I'm going to change that once this is done. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're going to fix you up. Real Twitter, nice LinkedIn, whatever. Anyway, yeah. anybody wants we'll, to help? We'll include all that stuff. Yeah, definitely. Also. Anybody that wants to help, we're willing to uh, kind of and, work uh, with and, you and, and, and maybe one last thing before we get off. Uh, anybody who wants to get in the charity space, um, and want to start doing good for the community in whichever way that might be what's some advice you might give them I think the biggest thing for me is um, it's all family right yeah. my family was huge you give back to the community right you respect the community this is that raised you right so definitely the time or any time you have to give back to charity to communities to your local even the school you grew up in yeah. right something that gives you the opportunity to give back it goes a long way right and like i know for me it was easy because my brother kind of started it so it was easy for me to give back and help but there was nothing that felt more rewarding than that yeah. right so definitely give back strong encouragement help out you know what i mean go, go to your soccer club you grew, grew up playing for you know what i mean ask if you could come to a practice to field balls while they get shot over the net you know yeah. what i mean or shoot on a goalie there's so many different avenues yeah. and ways you can give back and I think that makes you a better person. Yeah. Because you're 
you're noticing that others need help. And like I said, I've had some role models in my life that have helped me get to where I am today. And a lot of those role models, I, I hope to say sitting here that they'd be proud to see what I've become. Amazing. But a lot of that goes because of what I've learned in giving back, there right? Becoming part of the community. I'm sure they'd be super proud of you, bro. Thanks, bro. Uh, listen, on that note, we appreciate having you, man. Unreal talk. Yeah, bro. Canada blind coming, hockey. Uh, Luca killing it. If you if you need to reach out, we'll have all his stuff in the bio. Yes, this sir. and that. Um, on that note, episode twelve, we're out.